Saturday morning, it's time for Michael Nesco's Renegade Rock here on the Rogue Radio Podcast Network, bringing all the great songs and interviews for you every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we have interviews now. Uh, last month, we had Addie Lee, and now this month, we have Stony Curtis from the Stony Curtis Band, Counting Cars, Count 77. Stony, welcome to Renegade Rock. Mike, it is a pleasure and an honor to be here. Stoney, how did you uh, get hooked up in Vegas? What, what, what was the whole thing about... You're not from Vegas, obviously, right? No, I grew up in Chicago, and then I moved uh, from Chicago when I was 19. I moved to L.A., and I lived there for a while. And then how Vegas kind of came into play was... I just started playing out here a lot. You know, Vegas is a, you know, especially back then, it's, it's a little bit, it takes a little bit more time to get out here. Now it's a little bit rougher with the, with the traffic. But, you know, back then it was, you know, it's a hop, skip and a jump from LA. They had a cool little blues scene going out here, you know? So I started, I started gigging out here probably in, in 2000. Wow. You know, that's cool. Yeah, and then uh, you know, and then uh, then I just kind of found myself over time just uh, spending more time out here, uh, meeting more people out here. Uh, you know, I, I realized after a while that most of the phone numbers in my in my phone were seven hundred two numbers, which is the Vegas area code. And I, you're like the king of Vegas, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I don't know about that, but I, but I uh, I try to be a good ambassador for Vegas. Well, you're doing a good job. Keep keep telling me this story. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, so yeah, uh, so it just got to a point where it's just like you know, I think I'm gonna just go out there and stay. I mean, I'm out there all the time anyway. It's a little bit cheaper, um, and it's it's not so overpopulated with you know. What I mean, it's it's easier to. Is that where you hooked up with Mike Varney? It is where I hooked up with Mike Varney. Yeah. I mean, so there, there's a perfect example. If I was in L.A., I never would. I probably never would have met Mike in, in that way, right? How did you run into Mike? There is a story with this so i uh I, I didn't realize this but you know mike had a place out here that he was like you know um yeah he was evading california right exactly you know he, he was out here all the time and he came to see me at this place called the sand dollar which was like the D blues club out here yeah he was telling me about that place yeah yeah okay so back in the day mike i, I didn't even start till 2 30 in the morning <laughs> right so i would play from 2 30 to 5 30 those are perfect mike varney hours man those are mike Var it, right it was cosmic right so yeah it was uh, uh which is the perfect mike varney hours and somebody had 
told told him that you know that he he should come and see me and i uh he did one night and i actually pulled into the parking lot that night and mike was already in the parking lot with this friend of mine and some other people and i was i was listening to um michael schenker live with kelly keeling singing and uh you know it was a it's a shrapnel mike bernie album right right, right. i know that i know that that's a good one yeah so uh, uh so somebody introduced me to him and, and and i had never met mike before i didn't know what he looked like or anything and and uh so he goes yeah this is mike bernie i go mike bernie mike like shrapnel mike bernie guitar player <laughs> magazine mike bernie he goes yeah that's me yeah, like, this is yeah that's me yeah. yeah and i'm like oh what i said wait a second you got it and i uh, i cranked up the stereo on my car and he's like and it's you know one of his albums you know so it was just like one of his records right so it's just one of those connections and we just hit it off right away and you know as you know you and mike have been in uh friends for years and he's one of my dearest friends and i love mike uh, more than than i can ever even explain i i uh i will echo that uh, emotion my friend so so stony you grew up in you grew up in chicago so obviously i i don't i don't know how i i don't know i don't think you're as old as i am but i'm sure you were inspired by the 70s heavy rockers in the 80s stuff right Exactly. Uh, for me, back in you know in the day, it was Michael Schenker, it was uh, Robin Trower, it was uh, Kiss, of course. Uh, yeah, you're a big Kiss fan. I'm a big Kiss fan. You know, I do a whole charity event around that, everything. But yeah, Kiss. Uh, you know, Schenker's my guy. I tell you, man, he's my guy. He he really is. And you know, for me, when when I first got into music, Alice Cooper, Pink Floyd, you know, my stuff that my sibling, my older siblings were listening to, of course, is what got me. So Alice Cooper, and then one of my brother's buddies gave me the the Kiss album, um, and and I was uh, I was on my way from there, and then it just kind of you were hooked. That was it. You said I. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Yeah. You know, I, I want to be one of, I want to do this. So, yeah. So then of course it progressed into everything else, right? It starts with kiss and then, you know, you progress into, did you have a band in high school? I did. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, you know, the guy that I played with in high school is still one of my great friends. And, and, uh, when I go out to Chicago and do gigs, he has a backline company. He takes care of me and gets me some gigs. And uh, yeah, we're still good friends. We've known each other since we were five years old. Nice. Those kind of connections are just the best man they are you know mike uh, you know my best friends are some of my friends that i've had since i was five years old you know uh those guys i got a couple other buddies in chicago that i still see all the time and we do things all the time even though we're thousands of miles apart we still find time to see each other and do things together so so are you still um uh doing records for blues bureau or is it a different uh, thing now that mike sold the uh, the catalog to orchard well uh mike and i are working on a new album right now we are is that a blues bureau release will that be a blues bureau release uh you know i don't know if it's going to be a blues bureau release because I don't really know what Mike wants to do. I think Mike wants to for me to just own this album. So he's going to produce it. And then I think when we get to the end of the line, then we'll figure out what we want to do. So tell me about Halo of Dark Matter. That was, I. it's a great tune. It just touches me because through my whole career in life, I've visited that dark matter many times as artists you know it's like a blessing and a curse right because totally you know sometimes we sometimes we need to go into that space to be creative uh um and at that time um 
when I was recording that album, uh, Mike and I were doing that album. It was just a, it was just one of those crazy times in my life uh, where uh, just a lot of dark matter going on. <laughs> so it was, uh, um, it was, it was kind of easy to get into that space musically where it's just kind of dark and uh, you know it, it, it's like a drop D and. Uh, it's kind of sludgy in, in right. a way. It's, it's very sludgy, yes. The, the intro is cool. I love the intro. It's really Thank cool. you. Yeah, and then lyrically, you know, it's just kind of taking us, you know, how 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 we do. You know, it, there's there's ways to tell people how how dark it is without saying I'm horribly, horribly miserable in this dark space right now. Right, or, I'm, or yeah, I'm not going to commit suicide, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, it's not that, but I mean, there's, you know, there, there's there's a lot of chaos going on right now that it, it is some some of it is controllable and some of it is not controllable. So, so how did you hook up with the Count? The Count and I, the Count used to come see me play at this place in, at the Sand Dollar, right? Danny Coker, right? Danny Coker, that's his yes, name. Yes, sir. He, uh, he used to come see me play at that club, the Sand Dollar. Yeah, and then later, later on, um, some years later, uh, the other guitar player that plays in the Count 77, his name is John Zito, great player as well. Uh, he was doing a jam at Danny's club. And I knew John and I would kind of go up there and hang out a little bit. And then at one point we all just kind of got up together and jammed. So Danny was up there jamming with us and uh, Danny loves, loves the doors. Sometimes it drives me crazy with the doors, but, but he loves the doors. <laughs> he loves the doors. So we started doing like, you know, uh, uh, LA woman and break on through and, you know, some of these door songs, but no keyboards, just loud guitars, right. you know? Right. And, uh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and, and it just kind of felt good. And then, um, you know, they had a lot of bands coming through, uh, vamped, and we said, hey, why don't we, why don't we practice a little bit? Maybe we'll put together a little set, maybe open up for some of these bands. And that's really, Mike, that's how it started. Did he already have the the studio, uh, Desert Moon Productions? Was that was that already there? In a way, it was there, yeah. Uh, it, that building was there. and um, But that uh, but until, you know, I kind of got there later, you know, we kind of rebuilt it a little bit. And uh, and now it, it, it sounds so good in there. I love that studio. But, yeah, that's kind of how. Yeah, I, I want to talk to you about it after we end the interview. We'll... So this is Mike Onesco. You're listening to Renegade Rock. We're talking with Stoney Curtis. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to go play blues and rock and roll. We started off with Last Train to Chicago. We'll talk about that and blues and rock and roll when we get back. We'll be right back with Stoney Curtis.
All right, welcome back to Mike Onesco's Renegade Rock on the Rogue Radio Podcast Network. We're here with Stoney Curtis, great guitarist, vocalist from Las Vegas and beyond. Welcome back, Stoney. Tell us about that tune. Blues and rock and roll. I mean, that that about sums it, sums it up, right? I mean, I am a slave to blues and rock and roll. I mean, I love the blues. Amen. And I and I love that that seventies hard rock. And uh, so it, I, I feel like my. My style is a combination of that 70s kind of hard rock and the Chicago blues. and Totally, it is. I love it. Yeah, and uh, so that's just kind of my, it's almost like my anthem, you know. Uh, more than anything, I just wanted to play the guitar and play music, and, and that's my life. And I've, I've uh, like yourself, probably sacrificed a lot and and uh, and uh, kept, kept the fight up. Oh, yes. But we uh, landed on our feet, and here we are, right? And here we are. So, and, so talk about last train to chicago that that's obviously has some reference to your hometown there and absolutely uh i mean chicago uh i this where i was born and raised so you know my blood and and my inner core is a midwestern guy from the south side of chicago and uh in 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 some way physically or mentally you're always trying to get back home and i think uh i know isn't that crazy the whole time i lived in california i kept trying to recreate my life in cleveland here yeah so i so, you know, mentally and spiritually, you know, uh, you know, you're always trying to get back to that space of, of Chicago. And um, and I think that song, it's it's a it's a I, I really like wrote it in my head one one day when I was writing with a, with an old girlfriend. And I sat there and it literally was going through my head, this song. And it's just I think it, it it's a well-crafted blues rock song. It has all the all the little elements to it. And it's just got that chugging a dun, 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 you know, it's just ugh, I love it's it. It's a great tune. That was the first Stony Curtis tune we played on Renegade Rock. Uh, nice. That caught my ear. I just I was going through all your tunes and I. I caught, I started playing that one. I go, hey, this is nice, and uh, so yeah, last train to Chicago, Stony. You have a great collection of guitars. Where did you get all those great axes, man? Jeez. Well, you know, uh, I'm so jealous. I have uh, I don't know how many guitars I got. Maybe say I have thirty guitars, but you know. Uh, these are, I know you're mainly a Strat guy, but you have a, a nice collection. I do have a nice collection, and it's just you know, it's just stuff that I've uh, you know uh, accumulated over the years. You know, it's not like I've gone on any kind of guitar buying spree. It's just stuff. You know, I mean, I, I still have my Ibanez Iceman that I got when I was in the eighth grade. Wow, the the Paul Stanley guitar. The Paul right? Stanley guitar. Yeah, uh, I have that, and I've had that since the eighth grade. And uh, yeah, just stuff that I've kind of come across over the years. I do have a couple of really cool ones that are kind of unique. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm mainly a Strat what, guy. What's your main axe? Uh, Strat. What is your main Stratocaster? What is the main Strat though? What year is it? Oh, the, the one I've been playing recently. It's a. Uh, it's probably about 15 years old, but it's a. It's a. a uh, u.s vintage uh 56 i think it is and uh nice but it it sounds so good and a, a couple of times i've almost gotten rid of it and then i'll play it again and go what what was i even thinking this guitar is amazing <laughs> and what kind of pedals do you use what 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 is your pedal lineup pretty simple uh wah-wah pedal uh some kind of kicker, whether it be a tube screamer or like an archer pedal, phase 90, chorus pedal, maybe a roto vibe. And that's really it. Not much. That's what I remember guys asking me, 
Hey, what's your pedals? I a Univibe and a Wawa. That's yeah. It. I'm all, you know, I'm always kind of blown away, Mike, when when guys will buy like these three thousand dollar amps and then put a forty nine dollar pedal in front of it. I, I know. <laughs> why did you buy the three thousand dollar amp? I mean, you know, I want my exactly. I want my amplifiers to sound like my amplifiers, and and you know, like yourself. I mean, you're an incredible player, and then you you play the blues, and you, so you know that. I want to feel that. Yeah, I'm just a schlock, man. I I felt so out of place on the shrapnel label. Believe me, all these shredders around me, and I I was just you well, know. Well, we have a different thing that we do. Um, so, but 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 no less no less than what those shredders do. What what we do is what we do. And um, but I want to feel that you know I want to feel the guitar resonating in my hands. You know, so um, a good tube amp and a, and a good guitar, man. That's all we need. That's all you need. And and, and then. My favorite was watching Counting Cars, and uh, on comes Stony Curtis walking out with his Mustang with a guitar painted on the hood. It was like, whoa! Yes, uh, Danny took care of me. Uh, um, my uh, my mother passed away in uh, in 2015, and I, I you know sometimes uh, it's retail therapy, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. I uh, I, I got that car because. Uh, uh, I was always a, always a Mustang guy, and my parents had a 66 Mustang when they were young, and I was a small child, so I've always had this thing with Mustang. So the Mustang was kind of retail therapy, and uh, somebody backed into it accidentally, uh, the woman I did the charity with, and put a dent in it, and Danny fixed it, but then they but then they painted the, the guitar neck on it. And that guitar neck, I'm telling you, is painted on there. It's 3D. The, the the block inlays uh, they they mimicked it after my Les Paul that I play in the Count Band right so they mimic it's un, it's crazy I was going nuts I go and that painter guy what's his name Ryan Ryan Evans is a a uh, he would he's be like unreal that guy he's unbelievable he would be like the Steve Vai of it's, painting exactly cars. I mean, he's, exactly he's unbelievable but the, the the crazy thing about it Mike is that. Those block inlays on the car are actual real mother of pearl, like no like a guitar way, really. Yeah, and then they clear coated over it. It it is it is a one of a kind, and I I just love that car to death. I mean, it's just oh, I can imagine. So so what what are you uh, writing for a new record now with Mike Varney, or you, or do you have a new Stony Curtis record coming out soon? Or yes, uh, Mike and I are right now uh, as we speak today. Uh, we are nine rhythm or nine drum tracks and scratch tracks into this album which you know once i Mike's hit a talented writer mike is he's a town i keep telling him he needs to do a mike varney record yeah yeah and he's talked about doing it uh, but mike and i have a great writing a relationship together i mean we just always seem to know where each other's going and uh that's good that's cool yeah and we kind of you know i'll have some parts and he'll go oh i've got a part that'll go with that and i'll go okay now i I got a part that'll go with that so we just have a very open relationship with that um and and we just work together really well i mean we've done you know this will be our sixth stony curtis album and we've done the two count 77 albums which is basically the same process you know so uh, who, wrote, who wrote summer 77 that's a cool riff is that you uh it's me mike and and danny yeah nice very cool yeah all of all of that stuff so yeah, yeah it's all that music and stuff it, it, mike and i just we just like i said we have a great writing relationship and a, and a great way that we work together and man we, we've written stuff for some of the count stuff in the middle of the night the night before we recorded it 
He's a clutch writer. We we weren't going to, after the third Blindside record, we Roadrunner wasn't going to do another one. And so I figured that's it. My recording career is over. And, and, and then Mike calls me up. He goes, Roadrunner wants to do one more record. And, and we didn't have anything. I said, I only have five tunes. Mike goes, uh, uh, I'll write five tunes and you keep your five and we'll use Ainsley and the bass player and we'll do the record. And that's how we did it. And he, but he put he put his name under M M Yenrav. Right, right. <laughs> Has he ever used that with you? <laughs> no, no. It, it's always uh, you know, it's always Stony Curtis, Mike Barney. You know, uh, we, we just kind of uh, you know, we just go fifty fifty on it, and uh, I'm, you know, he's good with it. I'm good with it. So. So what, what's what do you got coming up? What are your plans for the future, Stony? Well, right now I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this record, and then hopefully we'll maybe we'll fall into another count record as well as we you know as we're just kind of moving through it. But uh, I'm gonna get out there. We're gonna do some count gigs over the summer. We're gonna do Rocklahoma again. We're gonna do the M3 festival again. Come to Cleveland. Stuff. Come to Cleveland. I, I hope so. I really want to. And then you know I really want to get the trio out there with the new album. I really want to make a hard push with this album and. Uh, you know, just give it another run, man. So I hope to be across the U.S. I want to get back to Europe and do some gigs again. So th that's my plan, and and that's my goal, and I, that's what I'm focusing on right now. It's I saw your Rock Palace show, and you look different. Yeah, well, I, for some reason, that was funny, because I went to Europe. You know, my first album came out, and I had, on the album cover, I got long blonde hair and stuff, and at that time you had was, no hair at rock uh, yeah I, like i like cut all my hair off and you know people say, sometimes i go to these clubs and start to play you know and they who's this <laughs> <laughs> where's the dude with the long blonde hair so what made you cut all your hair off man i've been through that I, i've done it but i just want to ask you you know yeah I, you know i think it was that that era right there right around 2005 2006 and and i just just kind of wanted to change up the energy a little bit and you know, I, I I just cut it all off, but I grew it all that, back. <laughs> that, that's, uh, what happened to those guys that were backing you up? You still using those guys, or yeah, uh, Colby and Charlie—that's the original band of the trio. Uh, yeah, I mean Charlie, uh, the drummer, he was with me for 14 years. I, I miss him to death because I mean that was my that was my guy. You know, Colby was there with me for a long time, so we did hundreds and hundreds of gigs together, the three of us. Yeah, Rock Palace was cool. Bon Jovi is pretty cool, isn't it? Oh, it, 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 it was an honor to be on that show. I mean, the, the history of that show and the people that have been on it. It's I know. I mean, everybody and their brother is like, okay, so we're talking to Stoney Curtis here on Mike Onesco's Renegade Rock on the Rogue Radio podcast. Stoney, we got one more question for you. If you got one parting word for any starting up-and-coming guitar player in the business or any musician, what would you tell them as words of wisdom? Uh, play, play, play. Don't stop playing. Practice every day. Play your guitar every day. Uh, try to be your own musician. Don't uh, don't fall in love with people teaching you stuff on YouTube. Uh, learn how to use your ear. Learn how to have uh, a little bit of um, uh, creativity and be and try to be yourself. And uh, and get ready for if you if this is what you really want to do, get ready for a wild ride. Boy, you can't say it any better than that. Thank you, Stony, for coming on Renegade Rock. We loved having you. Thank you, Mike. It was a pleasure, brother.
direction My life started out so well Nothing short of a resurrection Can save me from my own private hell I wear a halo of dark matter And I'm sinking down I wear a halo of dark matter And I'm losing ground I'm going down that dark road 